0: Welcome to episode 11 of Breaking Espanol. Hola, everyone. Jenny here with my husband, Ben. Hola. Today, we have a hostful for you with Ben and I catching you up on our week of learning. We started back up with lessons. Woohoo! I had my first Spanish play date, and I drove down to the border and applied for my global entry pass, which is awesome. So let's get started with the show. Como estas, Ben?
1: Bien, bien. Um, I had a pretty good week. Uh, a few situations here that that were interesting and in trying to navigate with my Spanish. Uh, the first one was my first Spanish phone call, and I was able to actually try to make us a reservation for our upcoming trip. So we're going down to Valle. And uh, I was trying to make a reservation at this place, and in doing so, um, you know, had to call down to this hotel and try to uh, try to you know navigate that. And the whole deal was is that you know the guy doesn't speak English on the other end, so it was all in Spanish. Well,
0: first of all, how were you able to call down to Mexico? Because I feel like I couldn't do it from my phone,
1: uh-huh. and I think
0: I found out how to do it now. I asked some a friend at work.
1: Yeah, you have to dial 011, and then the country code, which I think is eighty, and then the phone number.
0: And so you were able to call from your cell phone? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, it did take a couple tries, though, to, to remember, and I think I had to look it and up. And did so. he
0: answer bueno or hola?
1: Bueno. Bueno. Yeah, and this was down in uh, Baja. It's kind of in the Central Valley. There's a wine country, uh, really popular, known as Valle de Guadalupe.
0: Yep, we're going to go down next week for our anniversary. We're going to stay kind of by Rosarito just because there's all of August is wine festival month in Valle, which it's... Really gotten on the map on the map for food and wine, and really busy in August, which we didn't know. But our anniversary is already yeah. in August.
1: So in fact, when the guy was uh, was talking to me, I was asking him, you know, about a room, and he said, "I thought he said the price was double." What he was saying is they only had a double bed available, so like a room with two beds. And so it took us a few times. I thought, man, why is the price double? Um, but, but anyways, in the end it was, uh, it was quite expensive. So we decided against it, but I feel was, like the price
0: did end up being double.
1: I don't know if it was double. It was, he's had a uh, $450 for one night and I thought that was pretty excessive, especially for, you know, Mexico. And I mean, it's a nice place granted, but that's what I would expect in Napa or somewhere else. So, you know, considering we had other options, we ended up going a different route, but it was, a, it was interesting and, and I've probably talked for a good 10, 15 minutes, Um, and I think he actually broke down and and gave me the answer in English one time, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was really, um, you know, having to do that. And I think I've talked about it before, not having the body language there definitely is, makes it a bit more challenging.
0: Yeah. Talking over the phone is you take away a lot of that in-person stuff that you get to rely on, but we did start up lessons. So I feel like we've, really gotten to see how far we've come it's been about a year without lessons right yeah yeah and we started up lessons with lalo again and it was great to be back i felt so good being back in there because i could really tell my speed had gotten a lot better which was something i really struggled with before we used to do lessons about i would say two to three times a month so we tried to go every week sometimes we delayed that week or whatever but We were there quite a bit, and we would always talk for about an hour. We would do lessons, uh, you know, workbook type stuff, articles, and I felt slow. I always felt really slow, and I felt this time when we went in, even he commented and said I sounded much better and I was faster, and it it kind of rolled off better. And I feel like that's just been, you know, how much I've practiced throughout the week. Like I really make it, and I have to thank like honestly Jack for doing that because he really pushed you know, being able to raise him bilingual is what pushed me to kind of practice more. But I don't know, you, you kind of pushed us to go back to lessons.
1: Yeah. You know, I feel a lot like the lessons are going to help us advance, uh, in our, in our fluency or level or whatever you want to say. And, uh, whereas here just talking with people, uh, you know, we, we can speak well enough to communicate, to get the point across. And so we're not really pressed to, Need to learn more. You know, when you're first starting out, just getting your point across and being able to communicate is the goal. And then once you kind of reach that level, you really, depending on where you want to go with it, you don't need to go farther than that. That's that's far enough for a lot of people. Uh, but I thought, you know, we want to take it a little bit further. And obviously, here with the podcast and everything, it kind of makes sense. So going back is going to help us work with Lalo because he obviously knows us very well, knows us where we're at and can help guide us towards that next level. Whereas just talking with people that we meet or our friends and everything, it's not really going to progress. You know, if we moved to a different country and spent time in a Spanish speaking country, we, we would naturally progress. But just around here, I feel like we've, I don't we know. Kind of, it was sort of hit know. a plateau, you know, that's functional, good enough. But getting to the next stage, I think we need some help, and that's where Lalo is going to be key.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think definitely, like, you can only get so far before you're ready to kind of go to the next step. And I don't know if I'd really consider us like advanced beginner, low intermediate, but that's kind of where we're hovering. Right on the cusp. Yeah, we're kind of hovering right there to where, and you know, even in the future, we've talked about doing like group classes and stuff, and I think that's something we'll transition to as well. But it's just been nice getting back in there. And I had a lot of questions just about, Things I, I hit day-to-day that maybe just Googling or asking someone, or you know, that I already know, it's not really answering those questions how I should use it. So it's nice to be in a classroom setting and be able to really ask Yeah, you that.
1: know you're working with an expert that's going to have the answer for you.
0: And, and break it down for you. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes even if someone says, oh, this is how you say it, I kind of nod my head. I say thanks. I took it. But maybe I don't know why I say it that way. So, yeah, lessons have been great. I also had my first, um, (laughs) I've been wanting to do this for a while, I had my first Spanish play date. So I met up with a mom who, she was so sweet, and she is learning English, so she's born and raised in Mexico, has a little girl about Jack's age, just a couple months older, and she really felt like, she had heard our podcast and she really felt like our levels were the same, so her learning Spanish, I'm sorry, her learning English and me learning Spanish, and so there was that barrier was already gone that we didn't, we weren't shy around each other because we felt that mutual understanding and we were able to meet up and it was, it's really nice to have the kids have that common like toys are the same name to them, commands, things like that. So she does all Spanish at home with her daughter and then she finds ways to insert English with, you know, TV or books or things like that. Whereas I feel like Jack is the opposite. He... We try as much at home to speak in spanish but obviously we rely on english Mm -hmm. and he does all his music games books in spanish so it was so great and i really i encourage a lot of um moms and friends and people trying to raise their kids bilingual or even multilingual to get groups together that everyone's kind of on the same page and you can the kids can play in that Mm -hmm. same language or even just multiple languages learning all that so we'll definitely have more and I, i look to growing it too what else did
1: you have? Well, I started using a new app. I finished Duolingo a while ago. And Are you done with
0: Duolingo altogether?
1: I'm done with it for now. Okay, you're oh, bored. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> you're bored of it. Well, I just, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm learning a ton um, with it. So for me, it just wasn't, that, wasn't worth the time. But uh, I am looking at another app called Memrise. And this one is not, I would say, not nearly as sophisticated as Duolingo. But it is just kind of memorization.
0: I thought this one was recommended for just vocab.
1: It's great for vocab. Yeah, that's a perfect case because it's just words. I've not come across where you need a sentence or anything like that. So it's not going to make you conversational. It's not even really going to teach you why things are the way they are. Uh, It's just going to reinforce things. And so um, in doing so, you know, it's been kind of nice because there are just those certain conjugations that, are always problematic for me. And so it's been helping kind of reinforce uh, some of those conjugations just by, you know, re- basically repetition.
0: I've kind of messed around with Memorize a little here and there. I think, like you said, it was just only really for a vocab and kind of just another alternative when, yeah. it, when you're kind of bored of maybe another app you're using.
1: Yeah, Duolingo is definitely more interesting, I would say. This one can get, become very monotonous very quick.
0: Yeah. I went down to. Well, you sent me down to the border <laughs> on this like wild goose chase, trying to get my sentry pass. Which, if anyone doesn't know, now is the sentry card just to here, just to local. It's okay. Our so sentry
1: S E N T R I is a uh, almost like TSA pre check for the border, and it's only for places where you can drive across the border from Mexico. So Arizona, Texas, and California. Um, so beyond that, I don't think it applies anywhere else. And maybe what, New Mexico or something like that too. So uh, any state that touches Mexico on the, has a southern border with them, uh, you can get sentry. And basically, it's like a TSA pre-check line um, when you're driving back. Uh, or walking back depending on where you're coming from right
0: and we we went down to rosarito fairly recently and we got to see kind of what the borderline is like whether you're like we've come back from the airport before we use the bridge that we've talked about they've added a bridge now that is just for people going to the airport which is not not what we did this at this specific time but we walked across and it was a good hour which i hear is kind of a, a good wait And you're waiting an hour to get across. And then the last time we went down to Rosarito, we drove and we had our son with us. And it was about an hour, hour and a half, which again, what we were told was not very long. And we got up to the, where the guy checked us. And he's like, why don't you have your sentry card? Yeah. (laughs) He said on a a bad day, like on a Sunday or after a holiday weekend, where a lot of people have gone down to Baja, because it is a big tourist destination spot. There's so many great things down in Baja. He said it could be, as long as six hour wait you know that's six hours in your car hanging out there so it's highly encouraged for people that are going down there often people that are local residents or they see going back and forth yeah i mean
1: even if even if not it's a hundred bucks and you also get tsa pre-check with it so i think it's worth it i got my it's called a global entry program is what you enroll in and then you add Sentry to it and you get TSA pre check at all the airports. And then, really, Global Entry gets you this kind of like a TSA pre check line, the kind of a short, uh, like a quick line at any and customs. And gets
0: Global Entry.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, Global Entry is the short line at any customs coming back into the United States. Um, and you also get TSA pre check in the United States. And then, Sentry, if you add it on, if you live in, a, in an area where you can add it. So, it's totally worth it, I think, you know, yeah. even if you're and not you gonna going to be going a lot. Yeah, I had mine because I got it for the TSA pre-check thing. Uh, I don't you know how many clicked, years ago.
0: You just click the extra box to get Sentry and.
1: Yeah, yeah, it literally was. I think it was twenty bucks more, and and the it. problem is
0: if you are the only one in your family that has it, it's completely useless. Right. No one can go in the line with you. You're you see that short line, and you're and stuck. we have
1: to add Jack too.
0: Yeah, so I got down there, and their website apparently didn't navigate well, and you you were the one who set me down there to go get it and make culpa. Yep. And we didn't need to get one for Jack, was what we were told or what we read. And then I get down there, and we also were told that my old passport was fine. And so, yeah. anyways, it was I, all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was all wrong. I got down there way too early in the morning. Holy crap. It was so early. And it's literally one exit from Mexico, so you don't miss your exit. And I walked up to the guy. It's the same. They've moved the sentry office since you went.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so now it's exactly where everyone's coming in from the border. So they're walking across and then people are picking them up, which I kind of felt like was not where I was supposed to be going because you're walking the opposite direction of all the traffic. Like all yeah. the people are walking towards you. And I walked up and there was um, a security guard or like an officer, a border patrol.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I walked up and I, I just said, you know, ¿Cómo estás? And he said, bien, bien, too. And I said, bien. And I said, ¿Dónde es la oficina de Sentry? Like, Mm -hmm. I just was like, I I said, para mi aplicación. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he said, un momento. And he ran inside. And then he came back out. And he asked me when my appointment time was. Mm -hmm. And I I think I said, like, siete y medio or whatever 730 was. And um, he said, okay come. And he said, hold on. And he went back and got me, like, all set up. But while I was outside waiting to go in, there was another Border Patrol officer that was with him. And he said, in English, he said, where are you from? And I said, San Diego. And he's like, oh. He goes, well, how do you know Spanish? And I literally had the biggest grin on my face. And I'm like, you think I know Spanish? (laughs) Like, that was enough reassurance. Uh, Like, it just, like, felt so good. Even if he was, you know, just lying. But I said, um, I mean, obviously I don't look Mexican. And he said, no, no, I mean, you know, no matter what part in Mexico, there's people that, you know, look like you and speak Spanish. I was just curious where you were from. So mm -hmm. I said, nope. Just been studying for a year. And, but, Yeah. yeah, so I got to use some Spanish down there and, Had my appointment, super easy, other than the fact that all my information was mismatched and wrong from having a married (laughs) name, so make sure all that is in order.
1: Yeah, if you're the tip for uh, women going down that are married or recently got married, you should get your new passport with your new name.
0: Make sure everything is in line, and then as well as I'll, I'll take Jack back down there, because it's basically pointless. Like, for our anniversary, we'll go down just together. We'll be fine. You're conditionally approved, and then right after that, I'm completely approved, so I don't have to wait for my... Yeah, I, would you
1: say they were reasonable and what and what the solution was
0: yeah i mean the lady at the front which i mean you run into this even at the dmv you hit the first person and they like tell you no you're stupid you're you made the mm-hmm. wrong decision like where do we can't help you and then she said wait to meet with the officer and you meet with a border patrol officer who kind of runs through everything and that he was so helpful he yeah. was like we will take so they
1: ended here. up giving you approving you with your current name That is on your passport, and then you just have to go get a name change afterwards.
0: Right, for multiple reasons, I didn't get a new passport right after we got married, which was four years ago. I know it sounds crazy now that I say it that I didn't get a new passport. But
1: (laughs) well, it's just one more thing you have to do. It's one more
0: thing you have to do, and I had no problems just booking our trips in my my maiden maiden name. name. And you go to the airport, you show them your passport, you show them your plane ticket. I never had any issues. And so then, you know, here, obviously, I had an issue running into it. But, you know, you you have your passport for so many years, it seemed kind of stupid to have to get a new passport. I think mine was only like three years old at the time. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I will be applying for a new passport. That being said, I can continue to use my current passport because they did just approve me. Right. With your maiden name. Yeah. And then when I go down for Jack, I'll get him. It's how cute is that going to be? A little one-year-old passport. I, that is adorable.
1: I don't even know how you do that. Do, you, do they get a photo?
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. They get a photo. Like and they a get baby the, photo? Yeah. And, and, it, and
1: that, is it good for 10 years?
0: You know, I'm not sure, actually.
1: <laughs> you know, I always laughed about that on a side note about in Arizona how when you got your driver's license, it was good until you were 65 years old. Right. So you could 62, literally, right? or 60, 65. Yeah. You could literally be 16 years old, get your driver's license, and not get another ID for you know, 40 some years.
0: Yeah, I think mine expired in 2048. Yeah. Like literally, I got yeah. it in like early 2000 and it said like 2048. It seemed pretty crazy. Yeah. But
1: well, I had another one too, which was interesting. I had an, a, uh, went to the grocery store and of course, me being the extrovert I am, there was a lady in front of me and she and the cashier were speaking in Spanish. And then in doing so, um, when I got up there, it was like, hey, I'm going to speak Spanish too, of course, right? And so, but she sees me, a gringo, and says, you know, how are you? And I said, bien, you too. And then she just lights up and starts, you know, uh, uh, yammering at me in Spanish. And, you know, totally fine. We started chatting back and forth, and then she was, you know, saying, where, oh, you know, that's cool, where are you from, where are you learning, blah, blah, blah. And I asked her, you know, where she's from. She said, de aquí, like she's from here in San Diego, but her parents are from uh, Tijuana, And real common. And then she made a comment that, the reason I brought bring this whole thing up is she said, yeah, you know, I'm not sure, I kinda want my daughter to learn Spanish, or I don't know, and I just kind of, I was so perplexed, I'm like, you're, Spanish is your first language, and you're, you're not sure if you're gonna teach your kids Spanish. Like, she was really concerned that she wanted her daughter to know English. And for me, you know, and I don't know what's right or wrong here, I'm not trying to judge anybody, but I'm just saying, I was surprised by that sentiment you know, because
0: we feel the exact opposite.
1: Yeah. From our perspective, it's like, how could you not? (laughs) But that's just, you know, difference of, of a vantage point, I guess, you know?
0: Yeah. And that mom I met up with, she said the same thing. She goes, I'm so worried. She's not getting enough English. And I said, gosh, I, you know, I think it's so amazing that you're able to speak Spanish with her so much and everyone around her speaks Spanish and English will come, Mm -hmm. you know, and their English is all around, especially like we're, we're lucky we have quite a bit of Spanish around here but we still have to work at it like to be around Spanish we still have to make a pretty big effort to have it in their lives or Mm -hmm. whatever and so I feel like yeah like why not just speak every day but it's interesting to see that from both sides you know you have those reservations it's kind of that common um, fear that you Mm -hmm. both have whether no matter what language you're you're speaking so it's definitely you can relate for sure.
1: So tell me about what you learned in class.
0: Well, one of the big ones, having a one-year-old, I feel like everything is about commands. And there's a big difference between taking, like, a verb and just saying, you know, put put that there and turning it into, like, you put that there. Mm-hmm. There's, um, you can conjugate them to be commands. And so when we were with Lalo, I had him write down or help me kind of write down some of the most common commands I run into. So with that being... Oh,
1: boy. Sorry, Jack. <laughs>
0: But it's like he, you know, kids love that at this age. They love to help you put stuff in the trash. They love to help you. They love, you know, he likes to put, you know, wash his hands and things like that. But I think I was using them wrong. I was saying like, I think I was just saying like, um, what was I? What uh, poner? No, for for poner. Oh, ponus. Okay, so I was saying like, ponus in la basura, which is kind of somewhat correct. It's it makes you, sense. You put in the yeah trash. But it's not a command. In Spanish, there's like those commands. There's
1: a kind of formal way.
0: Yeah. So one of the common ones I use with Jack is, you know, can you help me put this in, in the trash? And so I just say like ponlo lo en la basura, And mm-hmm. ponlo lo is, it could be lower or la, depending what it is. So if it's a zapeta, if it's a diaper or peñal, whatever way you say mm-hmm. diaper, then I would conjugate it to the object I'm holding. And it would be, so it zapeta, it'd be pon la in La Besota, because I'm talking about um, the zapeta. So that's been a really um, helpful one, and I use that for anything, like put this in the sink, put this in the bath, put this in your your dresser, whatever it is. And then just an easy one, ayudarme, will you help me or help me, Mm -hmm. right? Ayudarme, ayudarme, like help me put your arm through. And you can just literally say that, and he he kind of understands it. And then uh, talking about him washing his hands – you know, Jack, can you wash your hands or w- Jack, wash your hands. It'd be, um, what is it? Lavate? Lavate. Lavate is probably a better way to say it. Lavate las manos.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's kind of a few of the, the main ones the really.
1: Yeah. Some of the ones that you got took away from that. Yeah.
0: Com- some of the common ones I use a lot. Oh, another big one for me is if it's his body part or clothes. You know, like if it's something that he's putting on him, like la camisa mm-hmm. or uh, la cabeza, you say it with the la, not your, not sue, you know? Oh, so right. I, so I wouldn't say like, you know, put your shirt on or here's your shirt or where's your nose. It's put the shirt. Put, put the, the shirt. Yeah, or, or touch the nose. Right. Which that's really different than in English. And yeah. yeah. And you
1: use the direct object pronoun yeah right?
0: and I, I don't know if there's really a rule around it but i do know from what we were talking about that it has to do with body parts and clothes on you stuff say that you were
1: doing to yourself yeah like if you were saying put the book but if you're saying else, like
0: where is your cat uh-huh. you would say your you wouldn't right. say where is that cat you could say your it's right. like your object or whatever so mm-hmm. that was kind of a clarification for me did yeah. you have anything that you, this this week you learned?
1: You know, I've got a few that came from class. Um, one was agradecer, which is to be thankful for something. Because we were asking about thank you cards. And we were saying cartas de gracias, which kind of makes sense, right? Like cards of thank you. But uh, the right way to say it would be carta de agradecimiento, agradecimiento. So it's this idea of being thankful is different than saying thank you. And I thought that was a really interesting one because it's, I don't know, it's just new to me. Um, also from class, there was one, uh, así, like A-S-I, which means like that. Instead of saying like, como esto, or like, como eso, like, like this, like that, you just say así, así, like that, like that. So it's kind of an interesting, I don't know, I wouldn't say slang, but there's all these like little words you use a lot. And that seems to be one that's coming up. And then one that I got from the app, and I need to get clarification on this, I believe I understand it, but I was even asking uh, our nanny about it. So, fue and estuve, or sorry, fui and estuve. So this is the past tense of to be, and fui is the past tense of ser, which is the permanent form of to be. So if you say uh, soy Benjamin, that means I am Benjamin, but in the past, you could say, like, fui, Benjamin," like, I was Benjamin or something. And that's the permanent form. And I believe that translates to, I went, not I was. Whereas, estuve is the temporary one. And this really blew my mind. Because if I wanted to say, I went swimming, it would be something like, "fui a nadar. Or, fui a nadar. I went to swim. Whereas, if I wanted to say, I was swimming, I would say, estuve nadando. And that would be the kind of present tense or like you would use the present tense verb of that instead of the past tense verb. So the the, the complication there between the permanent and the temporary versions of past tense kind of blew my mind. So that was between estuve and fui. So we'll have to figure that out more. I'm sure there's a whole world there, but I think both seem to be correct from the people I've been talking to about it.
0: I just use fui for everything. That's
1: that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and you can do that, but you need to use Because I them. always
0: say, I just always say, como fue, like, yeah. how was your weekend or something. Yeah,
1: that's probably right. Yeah. But then you have to use the other verbs correctly as well. So it kind of changes the, the conjugations later in the sentence.
0: That overuse of it. Yeah. So I think we're going to go a little bit deeper into on a different episode into Mexico and is it safe? Because I feel like it's something we run into a lot when I tell people we're going down there or I'm getting my sentry card. I do still hear that. Why? Why would you do that? So uh, it's definitely going to be in upcoming episodes. Like we really want to break it down. Like it's such a beautiful country and especially close like Baja. There's so much to see. And we have a lot of real accounts from people from living down there. And so it's, I think it will be a fun to kind of go into with whether it's safe, what what about it isn't safe, kind of all of the mm-hmm, above. Mm-hmm. And so going down there next week, we're just going to kind of relax. We're going to hang out by the beach. Um, and then we're going to head inland to Valle de Guadalupe. And we're going to go to some wine countries, hopefully hit up a couple. I'd like to even look into a couple of those tours. There's some um, fun ones from, I think, some local San Diego people that put on some. Yeah. And you can get to a few. I mean, we always do that even up in... Temecula, it's helpful to see more than one. Mm-hmm. And check out the food. I'm so excited about the food. There's some really amazing restaurants down there like Finca. Uh, they have a bed and breakfast now. Did I tell you that? No. Yeah, they have a bed and breakfast that you can host like more people. Oh, isn't that
1: where I called? I think that's where I called.
0: No, you you called um, Enquantra or whatever oh, that place okay. is called. Not Enquantra, but it's yeah. something like that. Yeah. But yeah, so um, this will probably be after the fact. But if you did follow our Instagram, you'll you'll see some really fun pictures from when we go but yeah i think that's all for this week just a quick check-in kind of us getting back into lessons was a big deal for us just mm-hmm. more to more yeah. to advance with and we'll catch you back here next week all right thanks guys adios ciao hey guys thanks for listening you can find full show notes and images from today's episode at breakingespanol.com we appreciate you listening and would love to see you back here again so be sure to subscribe now we have new episodes weekly. Thanks and see you next time. Adios.